0: expressed during this show are mine and my co-hosts alone, and not reflective of any particular political party or organization. Welcome to Purple Politics, a discussion between the red and the blue here in the Woodlands, brought to you by the Woodlands Online. My name is Amy Hamrick-Lewis. I'm the chair of the Montgomery County Democratic Party, and I'm joined by area Republican Sean Thompson,
1: who is enjoying the last, well, we're officially out of summer. Uh, I'm wearing shorts and a short sleeve short here in the hopes that the weather is gonna be the last time before mm-hmm. winter comes Hope
0: So Hope so I don't
1: know though <laughs> right
0: so we are nearing the end of September we thought we would catch people up and make sure everybody's aware of the important dates coming mm-hmm. up around election day uh, so we'll we are filming at the end of um, at the end of the week the beginning of this week on September 19th excuse me september 21st. Election Central, here in Montgomery County, mail started mailing out the mail-in ballots. So if you had sent in your request at any point this year for a mail-in ballot, they started sending those out. However, the mailroom can only handle between two and 3,000 a day. And as of last week, they had 20,000 requests. So if you do not have your mail-in ballot yet, that's because they are still working through the backlog. Um, so don't be worried yet. Um, If you've not received your mail-in ballot, it will be getting to you, but it could take a couple weeks, especially um, And if you just sent in your application. I'm assuming you'll be put at the end of the line, so it will take um, a little bit of time.
1: So a lot of ballots going through it here. Now, let's tell people about the Texas protocols for, for, you know, you just don't get a blind mail-out. Right. To receive a mail-in or absentee ballot in Texas, you have to request it. Yes. So it comes to you, see if you get one unsolicited or you don't remember getting one, you could always verify. Right.
0: Now, what you might have gotten unsolicited or you might still get unsolicited is an application to apply for ballot. Um, a lot of, uh, well, for sure, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party send those out every year to people that they know vote in their primaries. Um, so if you get one and it says uh, that it came from your party that is legit. And it is just the application. It's not gonna have the actual ballot in it. You have to fill that out and sign it and send it back into your elections control. And then there's some other groups too. There are some PACs um, on both sides that will send out applications to people they believe have either just become um, old enough to vote by mail um, or who have voted by mail in the past and um, they believe vote the way their PAC votes. Um, And just so people are aware, Uh, There are certain areas of your voting life that are public information. Yes. Of course, your ballot is secret. When you go to the polls in November, whether you're doing a mail-in ballot or you're voting at the polls, your ballot is secret. Nobody has any information about how you vote. You can vote for... Me. (laughs) You can vote all one party. You can mix it up. You can only vote for... Uncontested candidates and not for anybody that actually has an. vote. You can vote for can one, do one
1: person it. and that's it. Yep. You don't have to check every box. In
0: um, there are some people we've never quite figured it out if it's a mistake or on purpose that don't vote for anybody and they just cast their ballot.
1: I think it was the same people that they phone in on a poll to say they're undecided.
0: That could be. That could be. Um, so that is secret. But what is not secret is the fact that you're registered. Mm-hmm. And in Texas, of course, we don't register for parties. We've talked about that before. So when you go vote in the primary... Which party you choose each time, that is public. So if you have changed uh, parties that you vote for, for whatever reason in the primary, all of that information going back a certain number of years is public. So I can look up Sean's voting record for the primary and know if he's voted in the primary, which one he's voted for. It also is public record the manner in which you vote. So if I, as uh, the chair of the party, if we want to send out mail-in ballot applications, I can go do a search for everybody that has voted in a Democratic primary and votes by mail. And uh, and I have access to that information. I um, almost always vote early, and that is public record. So when you look me up, um, you can see that I vote yes, which is why I was very confused to get... Uh, campaign literature from uh, Shelley Sapula Gibbs, who ran for the township. When I don't live in the township, I've never voted for a Republican, and I always early vote. And yet, she sends it to me right before election day. So, not some very. Good I think it's her revenge her for better of
1: works, people <laughs> still sending me texts on my phone asking me who I'm going to vote for. I'm not
0: telling. So, can we talk about a couple of hypotheticals yes. here?
1: So, uh, you get your mail-in ballot. Mm-hmm. We figure a day of, really going. You know what? I'm going to go in person. You sure. can still do that.
0: Correct? You, yes, you need to bring your mail-in ballots, and you surrender it to the clerk, whether it's filled out or not. It will be um, put. It will be put into a pile. That will be destroyed. It will not be counted. It will not be put into. It won't any be found on Pennsylvania website. It's an actual. And it real will be marked that you voted. Pile. Yes, and then you will go to the machine and vote, and that will be your vote. Now, if you show up at the polls and you say, "I got a mail-in ballot, or I requested a mail-in ballot and it never came, and I want to vote today, I don't have it to give to you," you will vote what's called a provisional ballot, and that is a special ballot that does not get counted through the machine. And it's a paper ballot. And it gets, again, it's secret. They, they uh, you Black know, make sure. Black yes. right? And um And w- it will go to Election Central. And there is a group of people called the ballot board. It's an equal number of Republicans and Democrats. And they go through every provisional ballot to look at why it was cast as a provisional ballot. We can go over some of the other reasons why people have to count, cast provisionally. And if you're qualified to vote. So in this case if you went to the polls and the machine says we sent you a mail in ballot, you should not be here. And you do that provisional ballot. They will make sure that you did not mail it back in. And if you mailed in your mail in ballot, your provisional ballot does not count. Hey
1: question. Uh this thing that happens, request a mail in ballot, don't have it with you, uh, sorry, I you know forgot it whatever. You cast your provisional ballot and then a couple of days later, in the mail comes your ballot, whether you filled it out or not. That's not the, the argument. Just a, another vote shows up. How is Do we know how that's
0: handled? Yeah, so they will they will cancel each other out because you are put into the the database at Election Central when you cast your ballot. So they don't even count their provisionals till after the polls close, the final polls close. So if you cast a provisional ballot on October 13th, that will not be counted until after November 3rd. Got it. And so, um, yeah, they will not be a choice. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Good Good to know that. And, of yeah. course, remember, if you don't, you don't get to mail it in, then change your mind and go on Election Day to say, Yes, you cannot mail do Mail it that. in, but I changed my mind.
0: Now, if you're worried about the mail system and you get your mail-in ballot, you can hand deliver that to Election Central. You go to the MontgomeryVotes.org website for the exact address. It's on Airpo- Airport Road by the Lone Star Convention Center up in Conroe. Um, and you bring your ID and your ballot and they will accept it and they will check your ID just like they would if you were voting in person, um, and they will accept your ballot. You cannot bring anybody else's. You cannot bring your spouses, your child, your parents, your neighbors, nobody else is just yours. Now you can show up in a, a minivan full of eight people with eight ballots, as long as all eight people have their IDs and they're their own ballots, but you cannot show up in any
1: elses. There you go. Well, that's yeah. good, uh, good info for everyone yes. to know because my mother even had some questions yesterday. She says, I got this application from the GOP. Yeah, sorry, you know, GOP, sorry <laughs> people. My mom's Republican too. And uh, I told her it's okay, it's for yeah. realsies. Right. Uh, but uh, she's opting to uh, mask and glove up, and we're going to go early vote. There you go. Uh, and I do want to let people know based on how the primaries went, the voting locations they have been over back. To make them as safe and secure yes. and comfortable as possible. Yes, and now,
0: um, yes, and the early voting, I think, um, is the safer way to go. Um, there is no legal requirement for election workers to wear masks. It is really? recommended. I did not know that. Yes, but the Secretary, I mean, the um, Governor Abbott, has exempted polling locations from the mask mandate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is highly, highly encouraged by our election coordinator. Um, administrator, she is making all of the PPE available. The state is making a lot of it and she's supplementing. When I went and early voted, um, I would say 75% of the workers in the room had everything appropriately, um, but such that I did not have to interact with anybody that was in hospice. The um, and then the clerks that check you in are behind uh, plexiglass screens. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still had their masks on and somebody does disinfect every single machine after everybody uses them. Now the polling, the election day polls are much smaller than they tend to be because oh, uh, there's a much smaller number of people that are going to be there. Um, and because there's that mask mandate, we can't guarantee that there will be, uh, as uh, high compliance with PPE. So... Definitely, if you're worried at all, early vote. And my my advice is always COVID or no COVID. Every year, my advice is to early vote. You never want to leave it to the last minute. And then, what if something happens? Uh, at least twice now that I know of. Actually, more much more than twice. Um, but twice that I was at, and then several other other times, um, power has gone out at elections mm-hmm. at polling locations on election day in 2016. So Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. that got us into uh, all of this in the first place. Um, My voting location, which I had already early voted, so I was not involved, all of the machines went down. There was a catastrophic problem with the system at that polling location. People waited there for hours. They finally had to pull out the paper ballots. The problem is a paper ballot. That means you have to write down everything. It doesn't already have the races listed. You have to write down the race. Write down, I mean, it's... A press. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of people on my neighborhood Facebook group. There was the group going, I can't believe I'm standing here for four hours and the other group going, why didn't you early vote like the rest of us? It. So it's it's a good idea. Uh, and it could
1: even be something less catastrophic. A flat tire, a exactly. sneezing child. Yes. You just never know. Right. Uh, I like to find that sweet spot in early voting uh, after the first round of debates for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point I figure all the October surprises will have been hauled out uh, so i'm usually about two-thirds of the way through early voting period so for me it'll be about
0: october
1: 25th thereabouts i'll be casting my vote
0: okay i'm going to go the first day um, i'm going with a group of friends uh, we encourage people to reach out to their friends and make sure that they vote um, another thing that is public record is when you vote so um if you have somebody that's told you oh yeah i voted well, we have ways of checking that. Big so.
1: oh. <laughs> brother, so, hey, I noticed you didn't.
0: Yeah, right, you're out of the book club. A little peer pressure to get uh, to get people to the polls is always a good thing. Um, there was something else I wanted to say about the polls. Oh, the times are a little bit different depending on whether you're voting in the first week or the second week or the third week, mm-hmm. um, and whether it's a weekday or a weekend. So if you um, I do recommend you go to MontgomeryVotes.org before you vote and just double-check that the time is right. But generally speaking, during the week, the first week, it's 8 to 5, and then after that, it's 7 to 7. Um, But again, the weekends are a little bit different, and so it's just always a good idea to double-check. There are eight early voting polling locations around Montgomery County, and during early voting, you can vote at any of them. Um, So we're down here in the Woodlands. We can drive up to Willis and vote Um, there if you like to. And certainly, some of them are less busy than others. So some people do drive, or if they work there, you know, they, can, they go to one that's not close. Um, Amy,
1: have the protocols changed? One thing I love about early voting in particular is I get to interact with the candidates. I love talking to any candidate who approaches me. I will give them my due attention. I don't care what party they are. I want to hear the platform. When I went out in the primary, I think there, there were a handful of best people with a couple of signs no one approached me so i went in and voted uh, have have the protocols changed or did i just catch them at a quiet moment that day?
0: yeah you probably caught them at a quiet mo- <clears throat> moment and of course with er- eight early voting sites it's hard to to get to all of them um but yes anybody can campaign for any um candidate for any issue there are some proposition not propositions but there's some muds have bond issues on these depending on where you live um Or somebody could just go out and be say, I'm a Democrat and I want you to vote for all the Democrats. Um, So yes, you will meet candidates, you'll meet um, party officials, you'll meet just your your neighbors that are out campaigning. There is a 100-foot marker and there are signs, there are white signs with dark lettering provided by uh, the the, uh, county that show you where that 100 feet is. And honestly, you can usually tell because the candidates try and get their signs right up to that 100-foot mark. So- Wherever the signs just abruptly stop, that's 100 feet. Um, Candidates cannot cross that line. Any campaigner cannot cross that line. Um, In fact, you're really... Almost one of them. Yes. uh, But you're really not even supposed to be talking amongst yourselves because that's kind of campaigning. So if you and I were to go to vote and walk across that line together, we're supposed to stop.
1: Right. So Um, no live stream of purple politics right. in the yes. voting line and actually they took that very seriously again in the primary mm-hmm. i was with my mother and we had a couple she had a couple of questions and i was uh answering her questions they weren't uh, that race related but it was about other other races or, mm-hmm. or previous uh, political stuff and one of the campaign of uh, 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 poll workers came by and said please you know don't talk about that Right. So there's something they take seriously. Yeah. Uh, listen, there's I mean, new rules, new regulations, or established ones that you may not know about. This could be your first time voting in person. Uh, don't be one of those people that say you can't tell me what to do. You right. can't tell me what to wear or not wear. Just show up. follow the rules. Vote
0: and get the heck out and wait for election. Right. You can bring paper with uh, anything written on it that you want. So if you want to bring your sample ballot, if you want to bring a uh, or
1: there any campaign given, literature yes. that any of the uh, candidates get right. in. You can take it in, you can look at it,
0: put your right. back pocket. But reference. you cannot have your phone. Mm-hmm. So if you've taken a picture of a big cycle ballot, that's, you can't, too bad. Uh, your phone has to go away. And uh, you cannot wear anything uh, with political messages. Um, they will make you, you know, turn your shirt inside out, put something on, you know, take off a button or hat, what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this last time. There is that gray area of.
1: Right. What counts as political, political. versus a, a social? Exactly. You know, BLM versus MAGA. You right. know. And so, err on the side of caution. I,
0: yes, absolutely. Err on the side of caution. MAGA is considered political because it is his campaign slogan. So even though he's used it throughout his um, term as president, it's it it is it's solidly for Trump. Yeah, it is definitely weak. If you up with anything that says MAGA on it, right, it,
1: that will count. Yes. And I say rightfully so. Yeah, BLM um, is not so much, but it does it, it it flirts with that
0: line. It does flirt. The Secretary of State has said that it is not partisan, and so it is technically allowed. But uh, election judges do have some leeway about what they can allow, and even if they um, make the wrong decision in the moment. The chance of you winning that argument is very unlikely right there in the moment. Most likely, they would just get something from the Secretary of State saying, next time, don't do this. Right.
1: Don't be the person who you know wants to push right. it to the edge. Not, not, not this day. The poll the, workers are under enough pressure, yes. I think, yes. to make sure everything goes smoothly. Let's
0: just be cool. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not helping your candidate anyway, because people are going to see that you're causing a ruckus, you're causing a problem and they're going to know what side There's you're no on. Point. So it's,
1: you know, it's not,
0: it's not a good thing. And I'm pretty confident
1: in the history of the universe that someone is under, even if they're undecided, that's not going to win the movie.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So. so yeah, you definitely want to take this. Thing. Now I have accidentally, I've forgotten that I had a button on, you know, because I, uh, <clears throat> when I used to carry a purse in my kids like, diaper bag, I would put buttons on the side and I would forget. Um, so I've certainly have like ripped one off when I've walked into the hundred foot line. Um, but I've also, um, you know, usually on election day, I'm, I'm going around from location to location, making sure things happen. So I keep a sweater, a sweatshirt in my bag that the, the one or two I own that are not political, and <laughs> make sure I have something to slip on. That includes do. masks, doesn't it? It does include masks. Yes. So I have, um, I think, one that's not political. Um, I have one that just says "vote," but it does have the MoveOn.org sign. So if you know that MoveOn.org is a is a left wing. Um, pack, then you'll know that it's a that it, it did come from um, an organization that is affordable, So, yeah, I'm definitely not going to wear that one. I do have to make sure that my well, one non there you go. <laughs>
1: well, I think that's a good update yes. for people because we are right around the corner. We're down to what 39 days,
0: I think. Something, I can
1: It's yeah, Our time inexorably sort of marches on. And we're getting close. So, you know, if anyone has any questions about this, they can always email
0: us. Yes. Our email is woodlandspurplepolitics at gmail.com. And absolutely, we'd love to have any questions. In fact, we had a, a listener send in a question. Awesome. and I don't have it verbatim. But basically, she wanted to know your opinion specifically on Trump's comments. Now, this was a couple weeks ago. We, we did local politics. I feel this once, one coming. So, Play it on so this is a little bit, um, the news cycle has, has moved on. swirled on. Yes. People. But uh, your thoughts on Trump's comments about the military and the people who
1: Uh um, The ones where he allegedly said that they were losers. He did not say that those who do a war were losers. I, I want to call up the full quotes. I know that Katie McInerney pointed out to Jim Acosta. Uh, lately, she's been really good at taking the partial or edited quote, and say, what's the next part of that, the next breath. Sometimes a quote is two sentences long. It happens. So, uh, here's the thing. Uh, If any president, how can I phrase this, Uh, what has President Trump done to back up those alleged words?
0: Well, he dodged the draft. No, 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 I'm saying as president. As as president.
1: And uh, Yeah, that that was Vietnam. Here's the thing. My earliest memories were my father coming back from Vietnam. I grew up in a military family. Uh, I don't have love for draft dodgers, period. Uh, But I will say Trump was one of the very few Republicans who dodged the draft. Uh, You know, going through Vietnam, uh, you know, there were those who went to war and those who didn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, you can get dispensation for real. Unfortunately, I was medically disqualified u.s military service myself which was a bummer um <laughs> uh, but of course it's been wartime i'd be the guy going, oh no, for real they I, they won't let me because i have the surgery Really, it's it to really is so i feel sorry for the people who really did have the flat feet or, or or whatever but i mean as uh as president uh president trump has done nothing to back up uh to give any indication that those who go to war are losers uh in fact I would like to call it the actual quote, if I... Yes, yeah. The
0: full quote? I believe what you're referring to, and you're going to have the full quote, is that he said that people who who didn't make it out, who died, he wasn't saying people who just joined the military were losers.
1: Yeah, I I definitely, because I I don't want to be the guy who's like, he didn't say that, and I I do want to, um, uh, and unfortunately, we have The Atlantic, whose headline says, Trump, Americans who died in war are losers and suckers. Um... So that is right from the Atlantic, which has been very biased lately. I do want to call it this New York Times post here. I'm going to read like this. Here we go. First off, okay, so Trump uh, strenuously denied it. I'll just read this from the, uh, it is an article written on September 4th of this year from the New York Times. The headline, Trump faces up over reported remarks disparaging fallen soldiers, so this wasn't a hot mic, this wasn't a quote, this is someone saying, I heard the president say this. It was more than once. Okay, but here's the (laughs) thing, when someone comes and says I'm gonna drain the swamp, he didn't say I'm gonna drain the democratic swamp, he didn't say I'm gonna drain the republican swamp, I'm draining the establishment, those who get off on maybe you need a good war to keep your own business going, so there is that. I have to take any anonymous source nowadays I remember the good old days when you could take it on faith.
0: So Um, let's, okay, let's do this quote and then let's get into that.
1: Sure, okay. A report in the Atlantic said the president called troops, killed in combat, losers, and suckers. Uh, He strenuously denied it, but some close to him said it was in in keeping with other private private comments he has made disparaging soldiers. Uh, I'd like to see what the actual alleged quote is. Um, And I'm going down, of course, there's three paragraphs now of Biden's response to this. Calling the recorded comments disgusting, sick, deplorable, long choice of words if you're a Democrat, because that doesn't win people to your case. Un American and absolutely damnable. Now, these are all disgusting, sick, deplorable, un American, absolutely
0: damnable, and something that no one can bear,
1: <laughs> that is not recorded. Well, anywhere. but he has
0: made other comments that are very similar, saying that he prefers his war heroes, ones who weren't captured.
1: And that was a direct one on one. With Senator John McCain in a presidential uh, debate scenario, much like Senator Kamala Harris, flat out accused not not with using the word her now co runner of racism. Yeah. So, and now she put it back saying, well, that was just a debate. So I will play that card too. When you're in a debate, you're going to say things that put you over. I'm not a fan of it, but let's call it you, when you're in a debate but he situation. She also went
0: after the Gold Star family who appeared at the DNC the cons whose son <clears throat> of course was killed in combat so he does go after people and has publicly and used uh, disparaging language about them and their loved one's service so is it really that What did he showing? say about
1: what did he say about that family the, the service
0: um you know i would have to look up the exact quote but okay. the part that i remember mm-hmm. is that he made comments about the fact that the what the, the mother was too distraught to speak and made it a religious, uh, disparaging religious remark on her place in, in a Muslim family. That but was not at the peace. service of the... No, he did too. Um, I, like I said, I don't, I honestly don't remember the quote, but it was, um, it was ugly. And he, he, he often uses very ugly language to go after individual Americans mm-hmm. who have done a lot for this country. In all all different scenarios. I mean, he even, down to the, was it Carrier uh, Air Conditioning Union leader, who was getting death threats because he named him in a tweet.
1: Unfortunately,
0: and I'm going to say something that's
1: going to hopefully surprise you momentarily, but unfortunately, the death threat scenario, the doxing scenario, is way out of control on all sides. Absolutely agree. And uh, we could go, you know, if we had our, our phones up, we could say, well, there's this, there's this. There. We could go back and forth all day. Yeah, it's
0: it's really whacked out. Here's, but do you th- Is there any other politician on any side that does it as much as Donald Trump, knowing that the person he goes after is going to get the payments?
1: I can't name any, of course, politicians. But, the- but to his extent, and this is what I'm, I'm going to say, uh, for decades... Many Americans, particularly the GOP, uh, said, you know, what, we need a businessman. We don't need a politician. Well, this is what was elected. And this is a direct result of President Obama saying, you know what's going on? You want to pass some laws? We win some elections. Okay, we want some elections. There you go. Don't throw down the gauntlet because this will get it. Don't call half your potential voter base deplorable. Uh, you're going to lose them. Every time President Trump tweets, he knows He's got the news cycle for the next 12 to 24 hours. He is not dumb like that. Now, he bloviates. He's a egocentrist, narcissistic, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have the best grammar skills. Uh, absolutely. And this is where the obligatory moment where I just tick off members of both <laughs> sides of the aisle here. So they are saying, what kind of Republican is Sean? Sean's a Republican who's like, you know what? In honesty, when... The Macondo well, deep water horizon situation happened, and I saw President Obama roll up the seat and say, whose ass am I going to kick? I thought that was very unpresidential. I frequently feel that Trump is very unpresidential in how he presents himself. I would be a hypocrite to say otherwise. Has he done it with his tweets or his comments or his nicknames? And this is what's funny. His nicknames are good. Whenever there seems to be a Democratic response when Biden says, well, I got a name for him, President Tweedy, and I thought that's the worst name you could get him because you made president part of that nickname. You, you're just reinforcing bad PR move, and Nancy Pelosi, I can't remember the nickname she came up with for him, too, it was a couple of weeks after that, it's everyone's getting in the mud on that one. So I would love a leader to lead by example. I miss... There being a calm voice of reason in tumultuous times, which is what we have. Right now, the president is not that character. It is not in his character to be the the, the smooth talker, the, the dulcet tones of President Obama, who could just, you know, talk the shirt off of anyone's back because he had that silky smooth voice. Um until he got ticked, and you could tell the inflection would change i I'm sorry, i've been a speechwriter, so i I know this from experience uh president Trump is not that person uh he frequently says things that many in the g o p do this it happens that is who we elected that is wow. who that is who that is who won the presidential election through established constitutional methods, yes. And and we'll we'll leave it at that. So for the listener who who asked the question, please do a full research and consider the sources, consider the actual quote, and consider the actions and words afterwards. And then make up your own mind, because I can't change your mind. And I can say he feels better, more about the military personnel than previous presidents. But for the most part, that would be opinion. And in a situation like this, opinions, you know, we all have one, sometimes more than one.
0: So, if I'm hearing you correctly, when you asked what he's, how he's treated the military outside of these worlds, mm-hmm. if I'm hearing you correctly and understanding you correctly, you're saying it doesn't matter so much what he said in private because he's treating them well with his boss. Sure. And you really think that that's okay? Yes, absolutely. Do you
1: I not guess- get home and just wail on your husband about your boss or something or the idiot who cut you off? Of course, what we say in private, and that's a big problem I have with like the, uh, I'm going to take is, it back. But these bit.
0: really private conversations, just because there wasn't a mic there doesn't make it private. So if I come home to my husband mm-hmm. and say, well, now I'm the boss. So <laughs> to <laughs> say to people are Alternate reality. Right, or, um, I have expectation of, and not just a moral or ethical expectation of privacy. He legally cannot use my words against me in a court of law as my spouse. It is a protected relationship.
1: That doesn't mean if
0: I'm at a party with people I consider friends mm-hmm. that I have that same expectation of privacy. I did not get the impression that these anonymous sources were Melania, Baron, Ivanka, anybody that he can consider his inner circle. Mm-hmm. Even if he's in the room and there's no recording devices, that's not private. So oh, it's a personal opinion. It's yeah, but it shows what a terrible opinion he has okay. of people. Does not do you not you you don't have any problem with the person sitting in the White House not even knowing when to keep his mouth shut.
1: Well, I mean mouth shut, fly zipped, I mean we you know, president's galore have issues with with boundaries. Here's the thing. This is a president who, what I'm hearing right, you have a problem with him saying what he means, and meaning what he says, or not saying one thing and thinking another.
0: No, I have a problem with the the entirety of, as my children put it, he only has respect for people who look and act like him. And.
1: Okay, I, I don't know what that means exactly.
0: But you know, what pe- is, who, who, yeah, white people, rich people, men. Okay. What has he done? He, he brought at who African-American he, unemployment to historic
1: lows. Historic, like never been
0: seen That before. was a trend that did not start with him. But he if he's such a white supremacist,
1: it would, would have turned around. But you know
0: what is not at historic lows? The wage, the amount per dollar that black women get has declined in the past two years.
1: Sounds like it needs to be fixed.
0: It does. So it sounds right like he doesn't have all Black of the Lives thing. Matter,
1: Blue Lives Matter, There are no COVID. Such thing as Blue
0: lives. There's um, a uniform, not a race. Okay, well, there we go. Well,
1: you're, you're so, absolutely right. But what I'm saying is there are some issues that need, you know, there are only so many issues that can be taken on. This, of course, is a president who's dealt from before day one, not only with the hostile media and, and uh, opposing party, but also now as the foreign report is coming out to find out that an actual illegal targeting. From before day one, that went all the way up to the top uh, from Operation Crossfire Hurricane, and just every day, uh, every word, every moment being examined microscopically. Everybody's
0: everything is examined. Let me go back to what I started to say before you interrupt me. Okay, we have a president who writes love notes to dictators, (laughs) and. Talks it's a good thing he didn't form a on company in and on and on and on and on and on about how much he admires the way Kim Jong Un runs his country and disparages the military and so many other people. What else did he call Kim Jong Un? Rocket boy and rocket right? man. But that was a lo- That was before their love affair started. So, have we, have we gone up he, in
1: nuclear dust with the war with North Korea? Because I was told that was going to happen he any day
0: now. Once he has said that he wishes he could run his country the way Kim Jong un runs his. And you're okay with that? Put it in context, please. There is no context. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, the man kills anybody who looks at him cross eyed.
1: Oh, I absolutely agree. What I'm saying is on uh, um, Trump quote Kim. Jean, and I'm just trying to. see. Yeah, you know, i just. Of course, what I want to do is. Um, I, I love reading the actual quotes because I don't want to start giving you an opinion here. Uh, I
0: think it's pretty safe to say. So this
1: is from Al Jazeera, and again, this is not me pre-reading this, so this could, you know, blow up my face <laughs> easily. That's what I'm saying. it's so I would, I don't like to just pick and choose. What might bolster my opinion? So this is Al Jazeera. Trump and Kim: "Quotes from bitter rivalry to unlikely bromance, from hostile to friendly, and at times awkwardly effusive." The relationship between former sworn foes Donald Trump and Kim Jong Un has blossomed into one of the most unlikely diplomatic bro- romances in the world stage. Now, this is from last February. Um, yeah, sorry, I hate to have dead air here, but I'd almost like to say. Um, so I'm kind of scrolling down. Uh, Trump said he was a madman with nuclear weapons, Uh, fire and fury versus senile man. These are quotes, a rocket man versus U.S. dotard. Okay, so we have two world leaders calling each other names and people just convinced we're about to go up like the day after nuclear. No, it hasn't happened.
0: But it also hasn't happened in any other administration. And they managed to be diplomatic without saying, wow, I'm really envious of his dictatorship.
1: So I'm trying to find the of the dictatorship. Well, he
0: doesn't like, call it a dictatorship, but Kim Jong Un is a dictator, and he has said that he wishes his country reacted to him so what do we the way they. Up? I'm not talking about North Korea. I'm talking about our president, who is sad that he does not have. The blind loyalty of his country, the way a dictator well, does it. reason a dictator okay. has that loyalty is because you get murdered if you don't.
1: Kim Jong-un was also voted in with a hundred percent of the vote with a hundred percent. Because voting. you
0: get murdered if you don't.
1: Well even if you don't vote, you vote.
0: So he he is disparaged. Canadian officials? German officials We're talking about the Canadian officials? Prime Minister who wore blackface, okay. What I'm saying is. But he, he disparages black
1: faced. So is that a good thing or a bad thing?
0: Democratic countries and praises the dictator who kills everybody he doesn't like. And that is the country he wants to emulate. He has said time and time again how bad uh, Canada runs things, how bad the UK runs things, how bad Germany runs things, how bad Italy runs things. But didn't the previous president
1: say well, the same thing? Previous presidents said the same thing. And, and we've got. And
0: presidents have gotten into bed with many dictators. I wish my citizens treated me the way Kim Jong Un's treat him. No president on any side has had a military parade designed to look like one that came from North Korea. Okay. We're okay then- with the man in the White House who is now saying. By the way. I'm only going to do things peacefully if we throw out all the ballots I don't like. This is a quote. This is a quote. The quote is, we need to get rid of the ballots. That was his quote. What ballots? He didn't specify.
1: What ballots? I mean, put it in context again. Democratic? So Trump said that the duly elected president had just said, according to you, we need to get rid of Democratic ballots. We know which
0: ones he was talking about. This is what he said? No, he didn't say that. He said, they said, will you... Agree to a peaceful transfer of power. He said, "We'll see." He said, "We'll see." We have to get rid of those ballots; otherwise, it's not fair. Talking about
1: the ballots that are uh, being mailed out to to dead people.
0: Did he say that? Mm-hmm. Did he say that in that quote? No, he did not. But
1: actually there was a press conference afterwards with Katie McInerney. Oh, and the, uh, So mentioned.
0: I have to say the exact quote every single time. Well when you're ambushed you get to that's why you have put words in his mouth. No, that's why you say Oh, a please that spokesperson is ridiculous. All of his spokespeople are ridiculous. You oh, give me a flipping break. By we forcing a reporter to, to be,
1: give a full quote we or at to least give them a need homework? to
0: be. She's given reporters saying, "I will to say, about, Why don't you follow this," and they won't. She has a gone out there media. and denied explicitly things he has said over and over and over, and that's the Republican way. Oh, he was kidding. Oh, he was sarcastic. Oh, was off the cuff. The man said, "We have to throw out those ballots," and you're putting words in his mouth to say which ones you think
1: he Ooh, meant. We have to. I'm going to do okay. Uh, so here's the quote: "We're going to have to see what happens." Uh, Trump is asking to commit to a peaceful transfer. Of power after the election, win or lose. Now, of course, this is after Hillary Clinton has already told Biden, "Do not accept the election results. Do not, do not concede, no mm-hmm. matter what." Night so of we have the election,
0: that. the night of the election. Wait until all of the ballots is that are what counted. she said? Yes,
1: she said, "Wait until all ballots are counted," which is the, the mail-in ballots that will start showing up a week after election day,
0: magically. Some states have longer wait. Um, so time Trump periods. said, "We're going to have
1: to wait to see what happens." I think that's pretty clear right now. You know, I've been complaining very strongly about the ballots. The ballots are a disaster. I'm thinking we're talking about the mail-in ballots going
0: Well, what do we think Washington. he's talking about when he talks about Kim Jong-un? If I can't extrapolate, you can't extrapolate. He said those ballots. He did not.
1: When pr- pressed further, Trump said there would be no need for a transition of power without mail-in ballots, suggesting he believes he would win the election without an expansion of mail-in voting during the pandemic. Quote, here's the second part of the quote, on a follow-up call, or follow-up question, I mean, get rid of the ballots and you'll have a very peaceful, there won't be a transfer, frankly, there will be a continuation, Trump said. Yeah, the ballots are the out balance. of control. You know it, and you know who else knows it better than anyone else. The Democrats know it better than anyone else. The
0: ballots are out of control.
1: Yeah, the mail-in ballots. did not
0: specify mail-in ballots. He did not.
1: So, at any given moment, a president... Cannot do, have to do a follow-up or, uh, follow up or follow up response. what he says at that moment
0: in time is canon.
1: Like you can keep your, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your health care. Uh, I am not a cook. I am
0: saying you are, you are making me stick to. The ABC letter of every single quote with no follow-up. No, and yet you, you are adding in, to me. You are adding in no. words that he did not say. I'm and his again. spokesperson? No, his spokespeople, we know. Alternative facts, excuse me, you cannot take his spokespeople as anything that came story. out of his out of anything that comes out of his mouth. No. From his he's mouth, a coherent speaker. He's I'm saying, the first one to say that, but what
1: I'm saying with you about the Kim Jong-un questions, give me the follow-ups on that. Give me the context. I'm always talking about context. Here is context with a, a later, you know, you take questions, you leave, where the reports come in, oh, we must explain this. Sometimes McInerney has to really explain them. Sometimes it's just asking the follow-up question. Do you
0: think in a democracy it is appropriate for a president when for a president? When asked about conceding a loss, says, when we get rid of the ballots.
1: He said, we'll have to see, is what he said. And then he went off from that moment. Again, this is on the heels of Hillary Clinton telling the Democrat president, do not concede. On election night." Okay, Okay, this is from Politico. So uh, once again, I'm uh, going off like pretty much the first relevant thing. So this is from Politico. So no one can say, oh, John, this looks like... In fact, I have yet to use a Fox News quote. Um, quote from Hillary Clinton. Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to
0: drag out. Drag out. He should not concede on election night. He should
1: not concede under any
0: circumstances.
1: Here we go. This is the, I want to give the, the full quote. Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out And eventually, I do believe, he will win if we don't give an inch and are as focused and relentless as the other side is.
0: That doesn't mean... Well, thank you, Hillary,
1: for pointing out that we're uh, focused and relentless, and hopefully one day you
0: will be, too. Is not at all the same thing as throw out the ballots that make me lose.
1: He did not say throw out the ballots to make me lose. Uh, He did not say that. I am giving direct quotes.
0: So if Trump is so against uh, mail-in ballots, if they're so fraught with fraud that several states... Why are they so important away, right now? Why did Trump tweet, hey, Florida voters, don't forget to apply for your mail-in ballot."
1: Absolutely. Apply for your mail-in ballot because there's control. You don't do a blind mail-out. Okay, so, I Amy, mean, it, it can't be denied that <laughs> President Trump, uh, he's not eloquent. He bloviates. And I think I've already said this, or we may have cut that part out. But I myself would want a strong, steady, encouraging, inspirational voice, which we have not had so much. There is a schism growing on both sides. And once the fingers start pointing, and the fingers can be pointed back and forth all day, especially with fringe issues will this happen? Will that happen? Will this person do that? That person did that? I want a voice that can unify and unite, or at least attempt to. Because that's only the first half. You have to, you know, I think the other sides have to be able to listen to. Do I wish that President Trump did not tweet what he tweets every day? Absolutely. What he says every day, many times, as I've said, you know, we we, we do this. The question is, the office of the presidency has it been lessened. I absolutely feel for a couple of decades now it has. Uh, The office itself. Uh, I'm old, so I, re- I remember uh, even the good old days were bad. You know, people looked at the 50s with fondness, and it's like, well, we had separate water fountains. So, you know, happy days yeah. weren't so happy for everybody. Not everybody looks at the 50s fondly. Exactly. And I get that. In the 70s, I was there for uh, the exploitation film era, and and the, the ceilings that had to be busted through by sitcoms. And then you have, like, Carol O'Connor, who willingly Put on a persona to make himself hated by it all to allow African-Americans to bust through that. I miss the Carol Connors of the world. I wish so many things were different. We're either halfway through more of the same, or we're coming up to the end of one era into another era. And in honesty, I don't know what concerns me more. And yeah, I think it's fear of the unknown that keeps this topic going. So that—that's my take on it. We've we talked about Trump's words, and absolutely, I mean, we could grab our phones all day long and, and go. That uh, we we do want to uh, make sure we get the quotes correct, correct uh, uh, at least me, and whenever possible, try to find the the context, which is why I, I come across this. Well, what words were said, and, and follow up because you know several times we have well. Uh, they're obviously that. And it's like,
0: well, you're,
1: it sounds like mind reading. and It's not.
0: But I, I, also, I also wish you, that the Republicans as a whole, and mm-hmm. I'm putting you into this Republican bubble, mm-hmm. although I know you're not always there. We can't I flirt keep with the bubble putting his comments in silos. And that's what the Republican Party wants to do so that the entirety of his thought process doesn't sound as menacing as it sounds to the rest of us. It's one thing to say he said nice things about Kim Jong un, but he said mean things about the military, but he said this about the ballots, but in his entirety, he speaks lovingly of fascism and dictatorship and not always lovingly about democracy. And on the left, that leads us to believe that he does not have a love affair with democracy. And he has made comments about, I deserve a third term and I deserve this and I deserve that, that if Obama had even joked about, people would have stormed with the White House. So I'm tired of the Republicans downplaying his arguments by putting them into silos when they're not isolated. It's an entirety of his worldview that is problematic. Fair
1: enough. Uh, This is something that obviously I don't think we're ever gonna have a love affair with the other person's uh, position, and that's okay. That's why this is purple politics. That's right. Uh, You know, frequently uh, the colors bleed, and we do end up with purple. And when it comes to voting, we both want, believe it or not, as many people as possible to vote. If I came across any kind of suppression, I'd be the first one in line to cut that stuff out. I, I think it's, it's obscene uh, to have that in this day and age. So, you know, uh, Amy and I agree on much. We disagree on much more. And uh, though, you know, we can get in each other's grills, uh, good. In fact, he's probably part of this cut out. Uh, we can laugh at the end of it. Uh, and we'll show up again next week. Yes, And what are we going to talk about next week?
0: Oh, boy. Well, one thing we didn't touch on yet this and we week. we were gone. It was one topic we were going to talk about. Um, is our dear Ruth Bader Ginsburg, passed away. Mm-hmm. It was a tragic moment um, for a lot of us. And uh, so we are going to discuss the fallout of that and the Republicans' hypocritical um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. view on replacing her. Position on
1: SCOTUS. So that's the episode Amy will be having. The episode (laughs) I'll be taping is the tragic loss of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, I can't think of a single person of their right mind and character who yays her death. And anyone who does, I'll have words with. Uh, That's across the board. Just like her, her politics, uh, I don't care... The woman was a trailblazer, the second female on the screen court after Sandra Day O'Connor. And there's only been what four total? Yeah, four total. Uh and because of her, this is one where, you know, she's worth the movies uh and the, the cosplaying collars and everything. And that's absolutely. from me to you on that one. So absolutely the tragic loss of Beta Ginsburg Uh there comes this time, uh, sooner or later, uh that position has to be filled. Yes. Uh, and uh Give made some good sparks, I think, for next uh, next episode of, of this. Uh, we'll, we're both going to come armed with our <laughs> quotes so we don't have to go over phones. But I'm very much looking forward to, to that one because uh, we may surprise each other in some of some our
0: views on that. Oh, you never well, know. You will have to see. Okay. Tune in then. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, this has been another episode of Purple Politics, a discussion between the red and the blue here in the Woodlands, brought to you by the Woodlands Online. You can watch um on the woodlandsonline.com or listen um, on Apple podcast iTunes. I don't know the speech. Spotify, <laughs> Twitch, Stitcher, MySpace,
1: I'm sure we're out there somewhere. Oh, that's um, we're also on uh HD twenty-one and also on Roku. Let's try right, few oh. shows are available. If you have yourself a little Roku stick or something. Do A search for Woodlands Online TV, you'll see us there. That's a little frightening. That's right, we are TV stars. <laughs> Talk about hitting the bottom of the barrel, but no, I'm seriously. About the
0: reality TV. There are some
1: great shows that Woodlands Online brings you. Of course, we got Woodlands On Air, we got Between the Trees, we got Music Cafe, we have uh, shows on films, uh, local filmmaking, uh, local business, uh, local events. Local We're trying politics. to get a
0: true prime one started.
1: True crime? Well, that would be That would be fine. I was sitting on that with you, so as, oh, well, there as, you as go. long as there's non-political true crime, <laughs> right, I'd be all over that. Everything uh,
0: political.
1: We are everywhere. <laughs> Do check us out, WoodlandsOnline.com. Please uh, share us, like the Woodlands online page. Tell your friends about us. There's serious conversations going on here. We're 30-something days away from Election Day, and, of course, this is a hardcore election. Conversations have to happen wherever possible. We'll have the conversations for you if you just want to listen. Do email us if you have any idea of their shows at woodlandsonline.com. And, of course, we have our own personal email
0: address here. Yep, woodlandspurplepolitics at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and watching. views expressed during this show are mine and my co-hosts alone and not reflective of any particular political party or organization.